Hello, everyone. This is Totally Local Podcast. We're here once again. And I am so happy to be able to sit down um, with Lauren Grogan, who is a holistic health coach um, and yoga teacher. But you do more – it's more coachy, healthy stuff now, right? <laughs> less less yoga, classroom yoga stuff and more – you know, are you working one-on-one with people? I'll let you talk. Um, since having my son, uh, I used to teach many, many classes in a studio a week. And um, since having my son, I actually strictly do privates. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm always doing corporate wellness, so I'm always teaching corporate yoga as well. Um, but I have not been teaching in studios, and I, I certainly miss it. But I'll get back to it um, within a couple years or so. But I'm loving teaching private yoga. It's more, you know, it's it's – Obviously, more hands-on and more personal. Not everyone is at the same stage with yoga, so you get to really focus. And it's funny because uh, I hear that from a lot of, you know, people that have, you know, taught yoga, were involved in, you know, classes in this area, which is, you know, it's it's a beautiful community. Um, And they, they kind of drift away from doing the classes because... You know, for, you know, obviously it's, you know, the schedule, you you have a family now, so you can't really commit to doing that. But I've talked to people like, you know, like Reggie Flimlin, shout out, Juice Basin, what up? Um, you know, people ask her, like, you know, why don't you? And she's like, well, I'm doing my own thing now. Yeah. I don't have, you know, the time. Yeah. Um, and just to give a little context, oh, boy, I moved back. I moved back. I lived in the wonderful land of enchantment out in Albuquerque, New Mexico for like 10 years. And I moved back around, I want to say 2008. And it was probably the the lowest point in my life. I was living with my mom. No shame in the game. If you got to live with your mom for a while, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you, there's a time limit on that. There's a clock on that, you know, unless you're helping them out. If You know, anyway, I don't want to get into that. But I was living with my mom. I was between jobs. I was out of shape, like the most out of shape I've ever been. When you are not feeling good, like mentally, and you just like, you just don't want to do anything, and you're living with your mom, and you're, you know, you're, you're chilling in Seabright. There's, there's, it's, it's more, there's more things going on in Seabright now than there was back in the day. But anyway, I was really out of shape, and through a, a couple different series of events, I ended up uh, at your yoga class. You're my first yoga teacher, and that was, uh, you know, that was 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. And actually, shout out to my mom, who was going to the class. I was like, I don't want to do yoga. What's yoga? And, you know, she convinced me because I was just a, you know, out-of-shape slob, and I needed to get out of the house. And it is such – I don't want to – I don't know what it is, but what do you think that that stigma is between, like, the exercise part of it and people not wanting to – venture into it because they think it's some kind of like they think yoga is something besides and i guess it is but people think it's something besides the exercise they don't see you know past that what do you why do you think some people are so resistant to it i think there's a lot of things um we've made yoga very different here in the west Mm -hmm. um and i think 
just the word yoga, people automatically think I have to bend, I have to be able to bend myself into a pretzel. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't do that. I can't stand on my head, whatever it may be. And then also I'm not into all of that spirituality maybe. Uh So I think there's a lot of um, misconception around yoga, Mm -hmm. which is a shame because it's really, there is an exercise and an asana part to it, but that's one tiny little part to a much bigger piece. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget when you and I had been practicing together at Brahma for years and a couple years into it, at least two or three years into it, I'll never forget you came up to me and you said, not only has this changed my body, but I'm starting to sleep better. I'm starting to feel better. I'm yeah. starting to notice a difference in my personality. And I just, <laughs> oh my God, it warmed my heart so much because that's that's the yoga working. And yeah. that's what happens. It Yes, it is a, a physical practice on your mat, but what happens over time is it starts to translate into your daily life. And that's really the practice of yoga. Yeah, and I mean, that that's like, that's, when you're practicing yoga, you're exercising. So there's a lot of different things you could get from it. But I mean, it's 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 low impact. I sometimes say no impact, but it's it's I don't know if that's true. Is it low impact or no impact as far as exercise goes? I would say it's low impact. Uh-huh. And and the the connection between the mat and and life is, you know, when we're when we're in a posture mm-hmm. and and we're trying to I don't know find balance or something. So so you're working on your physical being and and you know you're thinking about your toes and your your stance everything and you want to bring that same concept to life as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, bringing that mindfulness into every point of your body Mm -hmm. and then the same thing in life, you know, like when you're off of the mat and day-to-day things, how can you bring that mindfulness into every moment? Yeah. And it's a practice. That's why it's called a yoga practice. Yeah, and that's like, that's the thing too is I, I, you know, (laughs) <laughs> with my with my wife who te- teaches you know yoga as well her name's Lauren as well and you know she's she's very spiritual she's definitely gotten to me to think about things differently because I'm always looking at the hard facts and the science of it yeah. which I think you know is a it, to me it's a good foundation where to start from and it, it's basically that it's it's not necessarily how other people perceive you it's more how you perceive yourself and how you feel about yourself and exercise is going to help regulate your body it's going to help you know no matter what you're doing yoga walking you know that's how i started exercising when i was like that disgusting loser living in that house i was out of shape and the first thing i did was i was just like i'm just gonna walk like every day i don't know how to do i don't know how to exercise i don't know how to do anything i'm just gonna walk and i go on the beach and i just walk and that's how it kind of got my mind going you know because it's i i was in really (laughs) a few years into working you know doing uh you know yoga with you going to the gym doing all these things I got obsessed with the idea of the outside perception in, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really realizing how great I felt, and I burnt myself out because I think, and and this kind of, I want to go into more of the, you know, the the whole the whole the the food and everything else that you know you know so well because you know it's 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 how you feel and you have to really like I was telling my friend the other day don't look at the scale. 
you know? This is all, I'm glad we're talking about this because I'm like, I'm not the worst shape I've ever been. I'm not in the best shape I've ever been, but I definitely need to, like, you're reminding me of like, <laughs> wow, yoga, I felt good. I was doing it. That was great. Um, but there's, there's, there, there's so many great things towards just <laughs> being healthy in general. I, why do you think it's so difficult? Like us as humans, you know, you wake up in the morning and it's like, I can do this, which is going to be, you know, it's going to make me feel good. I'm going to live a better life. I'm going to live longer. Or I could do this, which is going to make me feel like crap. And I'm going to be, you know, tired, yet I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. Like, what is it about humans that where it's like you could do something that'll help? Or you do, you're like, no, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do, I'm going to drink a soda. Like, what do you think it is about us as a species that makes us like not want to do what we should be doing? I think it's really, most of us have issues with change. Mm -hmm. Change is hard. Yeah. And, and it's intense and it takes work and effort Mm -hmm. and, and it's just easier to just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I guess that's (laughs) true. That's very true. You know, it's a shame, but that's, I think that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and as far as what what got you, you, you part of the podcast mm-hmm. is this area, the Jersey Shore area. Um, you you moved here. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you moved here? Um, I moved to the Jersey Shore. My goodness, maybe when I was like twenty four. Uh huh. What what brought you What brought you down here? Oh, I always knew I would live here. Oh, really? I always knew I would uh-huh. live here. Always. What was it? Just mm-hmm. like just the summers, or did you vacate? Like, did your family come here, or what? We would always vacation on the Jersey Shore, um, and I just knew mm-hmm. I would always. I knew that I needed to live by the beach, and I knew that it would be here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So uh, that's what brought you down here. Here, what brought you into wanting to help people become more healthy? Like, what what what's your passion there? Well, um, it it started when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. very young. Um, I was very fortunate. At 13 years old, my uh, one of my uncles went through the Transcendental Meditation course Mm -hmm. and put our whole family through the course as well. And at 13 years old, I could meditate with the adults, whereas the the younger cousins and everything, they were doing the walking meditation, which is fine, but I was able to really do the intense stuff with the adults. You were meditating at 13? 13. Wow. When I tell you the... At 13 years old, you don't have any problems. You don't have any responsibilities. Uh-huh. The places that I was getting in my meditations, I mean, literally, that's it's it's a high that I'm still trying to get back to. Like, <laughs> that, they were so intense and, and unbelievable. And my teachers, my two teachers were in Asbury Park. Uh-huh. So we would go and have these very intense meditation sessions and it was it was over months and months that we all learned it as a family and ever since then not only was I like the weirdo you know after school (laughs) I'd go to like my friend's house and we'd all be hanging out and I'd be like uh can I go to like another room I need to meditate for 20 minutes like (laughs) I was this huge nerd but it was it just felt so good Uh and and I kind of, you know, I was a kid, so I was in and out of it, mm-hmm. college, certainly out of it, but still always 
very drawn to yoga and and that mm-hmm. um, that world, and I always knew I would come back to it. And after college, I was very unhealthy uh-huh. <laughs> after years of yeah. you know binge drinking and yeah. partying, partying and terrible food and everything. Yeah. And I just didn't feel good in my body. I had anxiety. I had um, chronic IBS, all these health issues. Mm-hmm. And I came back to yoga and nothing fancy. I was taking a regular class at LA Fitness. I was living at my parents at the time. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to everyone's parents out there exactly. taking care of you. Right? <laughs> on a on a consistent basis and I it started to really transform me and once it did, it literally cured my anxiety. It helped so much relieve my IBS and all I I just I remember waking up and being like I have to share this with other people because it healed me. Uh-huh. So now how can I go and help people? I can't imagine like Lauren anxiety ridden. I can't you're you're just like you're you're like walking chill. Like every time I see you like hey, I'm like oh, it's great. Give me a hug. You're in such a good mood. I can't imagine that. No, very much so. Wow. And, and it's something that I still every once in a while, you know, my anxiety will get the best of me and I have to be very uh mindful that it won't it'll never i know it'll never get to that point where Mm -hmm. i have panic attacks again or anything like that because my practice is too deep but it's the mind is a it's incredible and it'll take you in places that sometimes you don't want to go yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's that's first of all i think it (laughs) i think it's really a a a brave thing and it's great to break the stigma down about talking about IBS and letting people know that, you know, this this happens to people, this happens to everybody. And it's not just, oh, I ate a bad taco. It's like your mind, what you did that day. Like, it's a lot of different things. Totally. And, you know, when you were going through that, like, what were the, what were, the, it was just a conscious effort to be like, this is a problem and I can fix it? Or how were you going about, you know, was it a diet thing? Like, how did you attack it first? Well, this was during college when it was at its worst. Uh-huh. It was, you know, IBS is completely a stress-related illness. Um, and I, this was, you know, I always kind of was drawn to the holistic realm of things, but mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. I, I certainly didn't, I wasn't seeing the right healers or anything. So I was in and out of doctors that were not helping. Uh-huh. But a consistent thing was they just kept saying, you know, are you stressed out? Are you stressed out? And in the moment, I'm like, well, no, I'm not stressed out. Uh-huh. But on a daily basis, yeah. I really was stressed, uh-huh. whether it be my life, whether it was the food that I was eating yeah, yeah, yeah. that was stressing my body, mm-hmm. you know, going to bed late, all of the above. Mm-hmm. That was just doing my body wrong. Um, and uh, I just, yeah, it, uh, it was uh, it was an interesting time. And um, eventually I, I was realizing that I wasn't getting help through conventional medicine. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, I really think diet has something to play with it. I really do think I should be working more on yoga and, and stress management and I didn't know at that time, uh-huh. you know, what that was, yeah. but I was trying. And at that time, um, I did go strict vegetarian, which worked then. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I stayed vegetarian for very long and it did much damage to my health. Uh-huh. Um, so at, during during that period, it certainly helped. But 
that was just one tiny little piece of, of a mm-hmm. much bigger puzzle. When you say, and, and, and before anyone, you know, I, my personal belief is that when it comes to health, what you eat, how you exercise, what you do, there's no necessarily, is if you're doing something, as long as you're treating yourself with respect, there's nothing, you know, there's, there's no right or wrong way in that sense of like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You're running, you're walking, as long as you're not punishing your body while you're doing it. You're doing something, and that's great. Mm -hmm. And no matter what diet you have, if it works for you, that's great. It Mm -hmm. might not work for everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, that that book that you gave me a while ago that kind of set me on on my path, the Integrative Nutrition book. You know, everyone's different. Yeah. So when you say that, like, the vegetarian diet wasn't working for you, what do you mean exactly? Well, at that, that's the tricky part is that – no diet works for everybody and you have to remember that the body is constantly changing yeah so sometimes like at that point in my life a vegetarian diet it really helped me and it really relieved my symptoms but then a, you know a couple years later I needed to go back to meat and uh-huh. I didn't realize that but I just kept eating that way and I my health kept declining mm-hmm. so I should have reevaluated my dietary choices and said, you know what, I need to kind of shift things around. Um, but I didn't because mm-hmm. uh, um, that that diet, I mean, my God, it was, it was so beautiful being vegetarian and the concept is so beautiful and it's so kind. Um, but it's for many people, including myself, it's mm-hmm. just not realistic. It's not practical because my body needs animal protein, yeah. unfortunately. What do you, as far as what you eat, what what uh, in in regards to to meat, mm-hmm. um, is it is it more fish based or is it just everything? Or you're not you're not rocking hamburgers or anything, are you? <laughs> like you're doing. It's funny. Um, after being vegetarian for so so long, I I knew I was gonna I had to go back to meat because I had tried everything mm-hmm. to 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 help my health and nothing was working and i i added a little bit of fish in and mm-hmm. i was really doing well and then i said let me add a little bone broth and it was really helping so i'm like that's it you know i really got to add some <laughs> Going meat for in it. yeah <laughs> and of course i went back and i went back with bacon uh-huh <laughs> most it's tough bacon too. is a tough it's a it's a it's a problem you know oh it's a god. solution you know but you it, know you look at it oh my god yeah. I, my, i'll never forget my my uh, i think he was my fiance at the time um, he made me a plate of bacon, and I, I must have sat there for about 30 minutes just looking at it, being like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's going to make me so sick. Meanwhile, I had the whole plate. I did not get sick. Uh-huh. I felt fantastic. You ate like a whole pound of bacon right in front right. of me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But I have to say, you know, I after that, I added chicken mac and turkey, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, Oregon meats. I still I do raw liver smoothies like on the what? regular. Oh, raw yeah. liver smoothies? Oh, you yeah. heard it here first, folks. Oh, yeah. What? Why? What does it do? Oh, yeah. Where do I get one? <laughs> you can come over and I'll make you one. <laughs> all right. Um, raw it, liver. Yeah, there's a recipe on my website if you just uh, type in raw liver smoothie. <laughs> it's just a nice little quick shot. Uh-huh. Very simple, easy. You wouldn't even know that it's there, believe it or not. Okay. 
um, and liver, any organ meat uh-huh. from an animal is just so nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. And liver is uh, wonderful for energy, for B vitamins. Um, it's it's great for hormone health. So uh, it's it's just a wonderful superfood, mm-hmm. and it's easy to get down. Like yeah. I've, believe it or not, I've never actually cooked liver. Wow! But I do uh, raw liver smoothies on the regular, and they're wow. great. Um, is that like when you're eating this meat and stuff? I'm ass- I'm assuming like free range, no. Like what? What do you? What do you? Not that anyone, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. But like, what would you recommend as far as if you're gonna if you're gonna eat meat? Like, what are we doing? We're doing like free range chicken. No, like what kind of chemical? Like what are they putting in that stuff that you you're not like? It's a disaster. It's <laughs> it's it's not even just about what they're pumping these poor animals with. It's how they're treating them, mm-hmm. and and really that's um, you know, th- that's the issue is. We want to make sure that the meat and and any animal products, when I say meat, also dairy products, Uh um, we want to always make sure that they are happy and healthy animals. Because when we are consuming sick, tortured animals, we ourselves will eventually become sick. So it's very important that, you know, we get organic raised uh, meats, grass fed whenever possible, Mm it's just it's a it's a very important thing that we want to make sure that we are it, aware of. It's funny too because that's another thing it's kind of similar to yoga when you bring up these things there's a certain with certain people, mixed company, you know, if I'm hanging out with, you know, if, if I'm at a family party, I kind of keep, you know, I, I don't talk about certain things. I don't talk about religion, politics, what I'm eating, <laughs> yoga, uh, <laughs> cryptocurrency. Like, I don't talk about certain things because people, like, just bug out. They, like, don't get it. Yeah. And it's not like I'm trying to tell anyone what they're doing wrong. You know, I'm just talking about what I'm what I'm doing. Yeah. And when you could back it up, and I think that's what's cool is you, you back this stuff up. Um, with science and and obviously you're you're doing it, so it's not like you're telling other people. You're like, yo, I'm I'm doing this. You can this is what I recommend. Yeah. You know, um, you were talking about uh, meditation before, and it's it's something that I've gotten into. It's interesting along those lines too, where people think, you know, I, I can't sit down and concentrate, and I'm like, dude, meditation is better than television because you're doing when you're sitting down watching TV, you're doing nothing. But when you're meditating, you're really, like, doing nothing. You're thinking. But when you – and this is me. This is my, like, ignorant spin on meditation is, like, when you sit down, you're not doing it wrong. And if you're thinking about stuff, you're still not doing it wrong. You you described it in a class um, where if thoughts come into your mind, it's just like a cloud, and then they float away. And, and that's kind of how you have to use it. It's not like you're going to sit down and be like – okay, I'm going to meditate right now and you're going to go into like Zen Buddha mode. It takes some time. But even in that time, it's still helping your brain. Like it's helping your brain so much. This is science, people. I'm not making it up. Um, What what are some tips to kind of, like as far as meditation, like what are the benefits uh, and what what are some tips to kind of help people do it? Because it's something that literally anyone can do. Yeah. (laughs) I love talking about meditation. I love teaching meditation. Um, because it is such an important practice that we all need to do. <laughs> we all have monkey minds. Yeah. All of us have a hard time with sitting down and quieting our mind. And that's not what it's about. It's yeah. it's impossible. You know, I've had so many students say, um, 
I cannot quiet my mind, and it's like no one can. Yeah, it's always something. If it's if it's if it's that quiet, you might be dead. So right. you don't want it to be like, that quiet. It's that it, that's what happens is that you sit down and stuff comes up, and it's really just about observing. Mm-hmm. So the the most important thing that you can do with meditation, first and foremost, is just drop into your breath mm-hmm. and become so familiar with it. And, and just work on the inhales and the exhales and how does it feel? What's the temperature? And, you know, is it smooth? Is it choppy? Like just... If you can master the breath alone and just learning how to take some deep, slow breaths, you've already mastered a huge part of meditation. And then, you know, the next part is, okay, so all of these thoughts in my head, you know, there's so much going on. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just just observe. Yeah. Just try not to be so judgmental of what comes up yeah. and and just allow it all to flow because in all of that believe it or not th- that's where stress relief is yeah definitely it's really fascinating and and it's not even like we're not talking a we're not talking to Lauren from like six years ago where she's you know dipping into to class teaching class there's all these um you know people working dealing with their lives coming in here and you're like hey chill out what's the problem like you're a, you're a mom now you're about to be like mom times two like you're gonna have another kid like so you know the benefits of all this from a whole nother perspective you have no idea i don't <laughs> it's it is so cool to me because all these years you have to remember it so i was trained in transcendental meditation that you have to meditate two times a day for at least 20 minutes in uh-huh. those two times a day I'm sorry. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have that time. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way. Uh-huh. So it was such a struggle for me all these years. And I finally got to the point about when, when I started teaching you where I was like, you know what? Any minutes, moments, whatever it is that I can get in meditation, I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. So now being a mother, uh-huh. I wake up. And usually my son wakes up a couple minutes right after. So I just grab my phone. Shout out to the Insight Timer meditation app. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. It's so fantastic. And you can program how many minutes you you can meditate for. I love that app. I do about three minutes, Mm -hmm. literally three minutes. That's it. I sit there, and all I do is breathe. On the days when I do that, I am... I, I, I'm very mindful. I'm much more calm. I have much more patience yeah. with my son. I'm just a little softer uh-huh. with everything. On the days when I don't, oh, man. It's perception, too. I think it gives you like a when, – when you give it yourself that time to, to look at look at your thoughts or, or, or think about your thoughts uh, and, and kind of relax your brain just for that minute, I think – that in and of itself, that perception that changes inside of you changes how you see everyone around you. Like people, you're like, oh, everything's great. People are being nicer. And it's like, well, maybe I'm just seeing things differently, yeah. you know. Yeah. So how how do you, I mean, if, if your son is up, are you just like, look, mommy's meditating. So back up. <laughs> Or are you like Hanley? Sit down. Like we're medit. Like how? How do you handle that? No, no. Um, I literally make 
my uh, sadhana practice, my yoga practice, my life. Uh-huh. So if if I'm if I'm meditating and he's you know it, saying mommy mommy I have to you know I want to wake up. I will go wake him up uh-huh. and we'll start playing and while I am with him I will continue to just focus on my breath uh-huh. or you know I'll do a couple stretches or I'll just think about how grateful I am for him or for my health whatever it is mm-hmm. and I will do whatever I can to just weave that same concept but into my daily activities whether it could be chopping vegetables uh-huh. it could be um, at a red light yeah. simple things like that where I'm just injecting the yoga into um, different areas and that's that's great when it permeates everything I mean for on a on a flip side example of that is I was really stressed out last week and trying to rush around and you you're just setting yourself up for something bad so I'm rushing around you know I bust a right on a stop sign I get pulled over right there I just I was de- I had to go to court today to deal with the ticket oh, you know I, I got the points waived so hollow but you know it's 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 in those moments where I like I got pulled over I'm like you were you were rushing you weren't being mindful and I could be really mad or I could take that as an opportunity to be like look this is you're just checking yourself and it sucks but you have to deal with it so just breathe through it and deal with it yep. do you do you find that um like is is Hanley like busting any like downward dog or like is he is he into it like do you do you you can't be pushy with really anything with kids you kind of have to like suggest things to them unless they're getting rowdy but do do you see an influence a super chill influence on him as you're doing this stuff i do um i certainly feel not only does every once in a while you know if if he sees me roll my mat out he'll go grab his mat Uh cool he goes right into a down dog and says mommy i'm doing yoga it's adorable (laughs) but he he will also, when I take my harmonium out, oh, he'll, nice. you know, he'll say, "Play that, play that," and he goes to his piano. And, you know, it's, <laughs> How's it's the harmonium cool. going? Good, good. You, it's you, fun. How, how long have you been playing? Or I, my goodness, I don't know how long I've been playing the harmonium. Maybe a, maybe it's been about a year or two, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Now? Did, did yeah. you take lessons? YouTube? What did you do? You just started jamming out, or what? I did. I just. Um, I, I just got over the fear of it. I was so intimidated by it, and I just started playing with it. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, very fortunate. Someone passed one along to me. Oh, cool. And I was able to really just um, play with it. Uh-huh. and And, you know, dropping that fear mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, it, that's the whole thing with bhakti yoga is – it doesn't have to sound a certain way. It doesn't yeah. have to be anything. It just allow it to flow. And uh, once I really embrace that, it's it's been fantastic. I think that's kind of a good metaphor, too, for kind of everything as far as health, exercise, medi- all this stuff is like there's no – you're not going to get it wrong. Yeah. You know, there's no yoga tournament. You're not going to get a black belt in it. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're battling within as far as like – you know, there's there's no way of looking at it. I think that's what people get intimidated by with meditation, too, and yoga, is that they think they're doing it wrong. And yeah. it's like, you're not doing anything wrong. Like, no. you're doing it, so go for it, you know? No, and I feel like we're so hard on ourselves. And mm-hmm. I guess it's just the culture that we live in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everything's on so, so, social media, so everybody is seen by everybody else. Yeah. So there's this pressure to, to do it right and to be so perfect. And it's not... 
about that. Yeah, yeah. It's really not. And and speaking of that, like that idea of of people seeing or you know seeing you on social media or our da- daily lives. You were doing corporate wellness for a while. Yeah. Are you still doing corporate? Absolutely. Wellness? Oh yeah. Um, are you going there? Like, are you so? Talk a little bit about that. You show up to a place and they're like, they ring a bell, Lauren's here, and they all get around <laughs> and go, you know, meditate. Like, how does that work? Oh, no. Uh, I did corporate wellness for years at a, a company that I was working at in uh, upstate New York. And then uh, I, I resigned from that position, but I jumped right back into corporate <laughs> wellness after having Hanley. And I've been working um, at a at a business in right near Wall Street uh-huh. and I'm there once a week yeah. and I pop in I teach a yoga class or two um, I also but I but I manage the the wellness program mm-hmm. so I hire other practitioners to come in oh, to cool. teach other classes I'm always doing uh, themed months and you know we'll we'll pick um like for February, we're doing self care month, so everything will be revolved around self care. Mm-hmm. Um, other months, I'll do something on brain health, and you know, we'll just I'll promote different articles and and recipes, and I'll do a nutrition seminar, whatever it may be. What's been the response? Has it been like like people trickle in, or it's like Gary in accounting? He's like, I'm not trying that stuff. It's great. <laughs> and then eventually, you wear him down, like dangerous mind style, or like how do you how do you like is it, it I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not like everyone's immediately receptive. So how do you break down those walls to get Gary from accounting to, you know, put down his briefcase and, like, do a little exercise? It's, it's a, that's a good question <laughs> because it comes back to, number one, what we were talking about before, people are very reluctant to change. Yeah. So a lot of them are like, oh, my God, I love that there's this wellness program. I can't wait for the yoga class, for this, for that. And then they're never showing up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you know, the the people who really do make the effort and, and want to make that um, that change do make it to class mm-hmm. and do take that time out from their day. Whereas um, a lot of the other people, you know, it's I'm too busy, I'm too busy. And it's like, well, let's step back for a second because – there is nothing more important than your health. Yeah, definitely. Nothing. Yeah. If you don't have your health, then what do you have? Yeah. So the people who recognize that, they really benefit. Mm-hmm. And I must say, with being in corporate wellness for as long as I've been, it's interesting how once you start a program, it's not. it doesn't boom right away. Yeah. It takes people sometimes a couple of years to be like, Maybe I should try a, yo- a, a a nutrition seminar or something mm-hmm. and see how this makes me feel. So um, it, they need the consistency to be there a lot of the times. And then all of a sudden they're like, maybe it is time for me to do this. Yeah, I, I find that too. Like I'll find myself, you know, I, I, I don't meditate every day and I look forward to meditating. And it's always I'll catch myself being like, well, I don't have time to do that. And it's like. What do you mean you don't have – you have all the time. Like you have to do it. If you do it, you're going to actually have more time afterwards because you're not going to be thinking or stressing, you know, as much as you – you might still be a little bit, but I guarantee it's going to help, you know. I I definitely think it's going to help. But like going going – even before, before you know, somebody somebody's in corporate wellness. That's great. They're they're you know Gary from accounting, still trying to get his get his act together. But like, if we could have reached Gary 
when he was like a toddler, a little baby, and, and I'm just trying to bring swing it back around to uh, your hashtag, what Hanley's eating. Um, is it what Hanley? Yeah, it's what Hanley's eating. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. good. Um, you 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 put a you put a an online you put a book together. Uh-huh. Um, you know that that you've shown me. We work together on on getting it out there, uh-huh. and it's just a matter of like you know I for one I don't know what to feed a baby. You know, I'll give him like a carrot or something. Be like, good luck, kid. But like. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that just have no idea. And if you could kind of start them off early, like I did not eat well as a child. I'm like an '80s baby, and it was all like you know, Count Chocula and yeah. just cans of soda after cans of soda. Yeah. So if if you get them started at that that young age, that's great. Mm-hmm. You just have to have the parents there to be like, okay, this is what you eat, but you need somebody else like yourself there to be like, all right, parents, like. Do you find that like people are coming up to you or, or asking you on Instagram or like what do what do I what do I feed this kid of mine? You know? Yeah, I I feel like um, even just myself being a new mother and being a holistic health coach, food is all I do. Mm-hmm. I remember being so confused, so scared, and having no idea what to do, and I just that's when I said to myself, if I don't know what to do, yeah. I can't imagine what these other parents are doing right Mm -hmm. now so i have to put out this book and it's just it's a quick short Mm ebook but it just gets to the point of how important it is that we need to feed our children nutrient dense food first and foremost we need to wait until they're ready to eat Mm -hmm. which is so important and it's not talked about with pediatricians try to have us feed them much earlier than mm-hmm. they should. Like in the morning, or what do you mean? Or much what we feed them? Uh, age wise. Oh, okay. So I, uh, I think on the first page of my my ebook, I, I mentioned how my pediatrician said, at four months, you know, are you are you starting to think about foods? And I said, no, uh-huh. four months, yeah. absolutely not. That's it's too early. Their digestive system, they're still, it's still forming. Mm-hmm. It needs to mature to be able to take in any foods. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Hanley, and every child is different, but Hanley was showing signs that he was ready for food around six and a half, seven months. Mm -hmm. So that's when I slowly started to add in some foods. And for him, that really worked. And it's, again, it goes back to um, those first foods that we're told that they should have, rice cereals. Those are things that... Are are really disruptive to their system, like complex, processed, or right, as right, as opposed to just fruit or like vegetable, like <clears throat> and more importantly, meat. Oh, really? Oh, god, oh. yeah. Oh, I yeah. know you would think that yeah. it would be harder on the belly, but mm-hmm. actually, those starches are harder on the belly because the digestive enzyme that we need to break down those starches, mm-hmm. they're not there yet because the digestive system is still not mature enough. Mm-hmm. So the nutrient dense foods, those those, you know, meat, uh, organ meats, mm-hmm. even like a um, an egg yolk, and and of course, you know, vegetables, some fruits or whatever. Uh, those, that's really where we want to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't feed Hanley grains until he was about a year old, and then beans and legumes until about eighteen months. And when you introduce this stuff, first of all, obviously everyone go talk to your pediatrician. Of course, you know, yes. make sure everything's right. Allergies, whatever else, you know, picky eaters. You got to figure out what to feed, you know, the kids. But um, 
Yeah, and I can attest too. Like I, I, I saw Hanley over over the. I think it was in the summer, the fall, uh-huh. on the boardwalk, and he was like lifting up a bench. He's he's a he's a strong, <laughs> mighty kid. So you know, these, this diet is definitely working for him. But you know, uh, in in relation to that, like when you put food in front of uh, your child, like what if he's like, I don't want this. Does he like? Does he bug sometimes? Flip a table and be like, I don't want this. I'm out. The service here is horrible. All the time. Uh-huh. All the time. So what do you do? What do you? What do you do if the kid won't eat? How do you like? You just wait for him to be hungry. You know what I do? Because there's so many days where I'm like, oh my god, I cannot stand this. Like he's not getting his protein. He's not doing <laughs> this. And then I say, you know what? All I can do is just offer him these foods. If he doesn't take it, he's not going to starve. Uh-huh. You know, he'll eat something. It yeah. may not be what I want him to eat, mm-hmm. but he'll eat something. But he is going to see me preparing foods for him until he walks out and, and leaves our home. Mm-hmm. And those foods are going to be so nutritious and so healthy. And, okay, so he's going to go to college, he's going to party, he's going to yeah, eat all a bunch of crap, all that stuff. Keg stands. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> but you know what? When he gets a place of his own, the only thing he's going to know is, well, I've got to keep these foods in the house. And mm-hmm. I know I should always have a fermented food because yeah. this is what I grew It's all he knows. Yeah, that's great. So that's what I just keep reminding myself mm-hmm. that just stick with it. Just keep offering what I can. And obviously, I'm not perfect. Like, I do snack foods for him. And there's some nights where, you know, he just has cheese or, <laughs> or fruit, whatever Cheese it night. Is. Everyone loves yeah. cheese night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, I was a... I was a pain. I can't say, you know, the swear jar is right in front of you. I didn't notice. I know you like to curse like a sailor, but, you know. Oh, God, that's funny. So um, (laughs) I wouldn't eat. Like, when I was a kid, I was just like, no, I'm not eating. They'd be like, why aren't you eating? You know, yelling at me to eat, trying to make me to eat, sit down and eat a sandwich. You know, I wouldn't want to eat it. I don't know why, necessarily. But, I mean, it's it's definitely something that you got to handle (laughs) <laughs> not like my parents you can't just you know I was yelled at for like you know 18 years so you can't you can't do that you got to be a little more like calm <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you got that down pat though um so it's just it's just a matter about like just being there and being like you know here it is yeah. you know you got to eat sometime you know you can't and not it's got to be hard because it's like a it's like a hostage negotiator situation where you know they will wait you out you know they will wait you out and it's like here's the food you can't give them you can't give in to just placating you know whatever they want you got to be like here here it is and I'm sure it's got to break your heart at times when oh, when <laughs> I have no idea I have no idea it's so frustrating but I do have to remember you know I don't want to be on top of him and be like one more bite one more bite uh-huh. because think of we all have such issues around food yeah, totally right like yeah. we obsess over it and you know eating disorders like those are real issues seriously and and they relate back to things like this finish your plate you yeah. know eat it all and you know you got to do this and that and it's like there shouldn't be really rules around food yeah. it's just uh, we we just need to nourish our bodies as best as we can and that may not be so perfect mm-hmm. every day but that's okay. It's it's always about finding that balance. Yeah, I, I just had a flashback to when I was a kid. Uh, my, my dad's favorite line when we were eating, we go to my aunt's house, whatever, was shut up and eat. And it's it's funny because I'm sitting here like <laughs> I like to talk. Like I would just sit there and, and I would just be entertaining the guests, you know, talking and be like, shut up and eat. And like that's just constantly was in my head. Oh. About, yeah, <laughs> I made it. I'm, I'm relatively okay. 
Um, but uh, so one thing that like I, I want people to understand something that I have no idea what the hell's going on most of the time. And uh, I, I don't know what I'm talking about as far as health, whatever. I just do what works for me. And then I, you know, contact people like Lauren to be like, I'm doing something messed up. I need help. So one thing that I don't understand, and the more I hear about it, the more I, I, I don't think it means what I think it means is inflammation. Mm-hmm. Because when I think of inflammation, I think of like, you know, being swollen, but it's it being inflamed. Like it, it means more than that. Like you could you could have inflammation. Like and correct me if, if I'm wrong, but like in your brain, in in different parts of your body. Mm-hmm. So what what is inflammation, and how do we destroy inflammation? <laughs> uh, this is a, a topic in and of itself. Inflammation is the root of most if not all diseases mm-hmm. um, and and I think a, a big buzzword these days is an anti-inflammatory diet mm-hmm. which it should be because many of us are walking around inflamed mm-hmm. and uh, you know when when you hear that word it, it literally means I mean there's a part or parts of our body that are just red hot yeah. and and inflamed yeah and that's not good it's not good <laughs> it is not good and um an anti-inflammatory diet will really help, but the question is, okay, so what is an anti-inflammatory diet? And we have to think of those those foods that are culprits, that are really creating that inflammation, which is first and foremost, before anything else, sugar, mm-hmm. gluten, uh, dairy. Gluten. Oh, I know. Oh, man, it's Such everywhere. A bastard. Such I don't a know bastard. how it got into the country. I don't know what it's doing, but... <laughs> We got to get gluten, and we got to we got to destroy this menace. <laughs> what what? It's not necessarily it's gluten, but it's like when we talk about inflammation, all this stuff. Does a lot of it, it processed foods? Uh huh. Is that like is that a culprit as far as inflammation? Oh, hundred percent. Like, and when we say processed foods, we mean like stuff that you're not kind of cooking yourself. Basically, you're pulling it out of a box. Yep. Basically, mm-hmm. a box or a bag with an ingredient list really long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And gluten is it's in wheat. Right. It's the protein that binds wheat together. Mm-hmm. And gluten is really, it's not the enemy. Uh-huh. But it's not the enemy. Okay, good. But but here in the States, unfortunately, it is modified. And because of that, mm-hmm. it's it's no longer an ancient grain. Yeah. So, um, like, I, I studied in Italy d- during college, and I had no issues with pasta, with bread there, mm-hmm. because they're, they're still using an ancient grain yeah whereas here our wheat is is much more modified Mm -hmm. um so it's much more inflammatory and that's what's so upsetting is that um you know it's 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 an inflammatory food that's that's and and whether some people feel that in their body and some people don't yeah so a lot of people say oh well i'm not intolerant to gluten and it's like Oh well, what's going on inside? Yeah, you don't really if you if you don't observe and at least you know try to look at it, you don't really know. And I've I've been trying to do that more uh, lately um, because I, I would I, I really have a tr- I have trouble eating breakfast in the morning. Like, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, and then I try to have a glass of water before I drink coffee. But Go sometimes ahead. I'm just like rocking the coffee, and I'm like, yeah, I know it's it's bad. Um, and then by the time I get to lunch, I've noticed that. You know, depending on what I eat, and I think it really, I think it's around more sugar mm-hmm. than it is around bread, but I get really, like, tired and foggy. Yeah. 
And that's is that part of inflammation or what is what is that? What's going on? What's the sciencey stuff going on in my body where I'm just like I want to take a nap after I eat like you know a burger or I, I drink a soda or whatever? Yeah. Like what is, is that inflammation? Um, I don't know if that would technically be inflammation. It's certainly your body reacting to food, uh-huh. which is a wonderful observation because when you can actually step back and be like, I just had X, Y, and Z, and I feel like this right Mm -hmm. now because of eating like that. It's a really good way to notice what foods are working for you and what foods are not. And a lot of the times gluten or even, you know, too much meat or something, Mm -hmm. it it depends. Everybody's different. Yeah. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's something you really got to observe. And if, you know, anyone obviously is, is interested in learning more about it, go to laurengrogan.yoga.com. LaurenGrogan.yoga. It's the future, Um, and you could you could find if you're interested in in doing it. There's there's an intake form on the site to get in touch with Lauren to Mm -hmm. to see if she can work with you and help you in any way. Because it's it's not just about every day what you're eating. It's like when are you waking up? It's 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 a lot of different factors that are kind of coming into play. Um, You know, and and going back to that whole thing of inflammation, Uh like what are the different symptoms or like if if, what's going to happen to your body if if you are being affected by that? Like what are what are some of the things that people would notice? Well, um, first of all, before I even answer that, I just want to I want to I said sugar, gluten, some dairy, uh, soy products. Mm -hmm. Really? Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Processed food. Poor quality oils. What's a poor quality oil? Um, like an olive oil? No. I like would a fish s- oil? No, no, no. I would Man, say. I'm getting it all wrong. <laughs> like uh, when you do pick up a processed food, anything that you see that has soybean oil, oh my God, put it down. Okay. Um, Cottonseed oil, anything um, that is a, a seed oil is usually not very good. Um, any kind of trans fats, mm-hmm. obviously, we all we all know how damaging they are. Uh, canola oil. Uh-huh. I always love to say, you know, really emphasize the N-O in <laughs> canola oil just to remember that it is not an oil that we want to be consuming. Uh-huh. We okay. really don't. And um, it, that is a poor quality oil. Eventually, it will create inflammation in the body. And unfortunately, coffee is an inflammatory. Oh, really? I know. I'm messing up? Because I'm doubling down. I'm putting dairy in it. I don't care. You know, I'm not putting sugar in it. But That's I'm putting, good. I mean, uh, you know, two strikes. I guess it's not that bad. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I think it goes back to, to the idea of like not being hard on yourself, yeah. you know, and doing yeah. it when you can, fixing things when you can or how you can and and not beating yourself up over it so i've gone through those peaks and valleys where like i'm doing everything right physically i'm, I'm exercising I'm, I'm eating well but i'm like stressing out my brain yeah you know where i'm like being hard on myself to where you know I, i'm i'm thinking i'm not doing it well enough i'm I'm, I'm weighing myself and every day you're going to fluctuate you know when i'm exercising regularly i'll, I'll lose the weight but then I'll gain it back because yeah. I'm gaining muscle. Yeah. You know, at least that's what I think is happening. Um, so, I mean, as far, you know, as as far as what, what are some of the things, if you're going to, if you're going to sit down with somebody and they've at least made that effort to be like, all right, I'm, I'm messing up and I need help. What are some of the things that you first go over with, with somebody that you're working with? I love during the, the intake, um, you know, people are just so quick to get right into their diet and uh-huh. everything. <clears throat> and um, the questions that I always make sure that I ask are, how much water are you drinking every day? Mm-hmm. 
do you drink coffee? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your sleep? You know, what is the quality of your sleep? Are you getting enough? What does it look like? When do you go to bed? All of that, because that is huge. Yeah. What vitamins and supplements are you taking or not taking? Mm-hmm. Um, and and how do you feel on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Because that is that's a huge. How you're feeling every single day, that's a it's a huge barometer as to where your health is at. Mm-hmm. The way that you look, the way that you feel, yeah. is is huge. It's more important than anything else. And that's that's something too with with corporate wellness. I mean, I, I've I've read about it, heard about it, whatever. Where, you know, I, I think corporations or companies are looking at the idea of if we make sure, you know, it's it's not. It's not reactive uh, health concerns where people are okay. Now I'm sick and I got to do do something about it. It's more of preventative health. Mm-hmm. Where if if your company is running well, if the people in there are happy, then they're going to be doing a better job. And it's great that companies are kind of realizing to bring somebody like you in is it's it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not dealing with you know like like you know Deborah fell down and 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 she she hurt herself and 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 now she can't get back to work xyz and it's it's not that that she just physically hurt herself it's all these other things that are not uh allowing her to get better faster or to to recover in the right way um you know having somebody like you come in and just be that kind of voice I mean, basically a voice of reason of, of being like, look, you're not doing these things yeah. and you should be doing these things. Yeah. I mean, that's that's great to have have somebody, you know, like you come in. And when when you got into that, w- were you like were you in another role when you first did at the first job? You were in a, another role. Mm-hmm. And were you just like, hey, boss, uh, can we do a little yoga? <laughs> like, how did you how did you break that barrier? I was uh a product designer for at the time at, mm-hmm. at the company I was working for, and I was getting my yoga certification. And one of the higher ups heard that and said, "Can you start teaching yoga here?" And I was like, um, "Yeah." <laughs> so I, never I know, and I had always had such an interest in corporate wellness because I had seen what it was doing to the people around me. Oh, sitting oh, in the desk with the fluorescent lights <laughs> and and the hunched over. Uh-huh. Oh my god! So I couldn't wait. To to get into it but then after I got my yoga certification I was like oh my god so I'm teaching these people and then they're floating out of my class and they're going home and they're having a crappy dinner yeah. or crappy lunch whatever oh, yeah. it is so I got to go back to school for nutrition so <laughs> I needed to, to kind of get the full package um and uh yeah that's that's really I just I just love corporate wellness because you are at your job for so many hours of the day mm-hmm. and it's so important to incorporate health into your day and then when you go home as well and and the cool part about corporate wellness that I just love so much is how uh when I teach the people who at least come to my classes, mm-hmm. they'll take what they learn home. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I've had people come to me over the years, and you know, they're like, "My husband, because of what you said about I don't know, he stopped drinking coffee or whatever. You know, his cholesterol went down yeah. or something." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah. Like, so there's this really cool ripple effect that happens when the people who come and take advantage of it. They, they take it in and then they take it home to their families <laughs> and it's great. And it really is just sometimes one or two very minor changes that, mm-hmm. you know, somebody starts to have a green smoothie every morning and it just starts to rock their world. Yeah, yeah. shout out again to Juice Basin 
because I will I'll go I'll go there and pick up like an Asbury Slammer and I'll drink it. I've sat there with Reggie before and I'm drinking it. And I'm like Reggie, I got to tell you, I feel kind of high right now. Right. And she's like high fiving me because she's like, yeah, that's that's the nutrition in it. You're not waking up and slamming a coffee. You're drinking this drink and it has all these nutrients in it that are going to naturally wake yes. you up. You know. Exactly. So it, it's important for people. I, I mean, I think it's important for people to kind of realize that and not get caught up on what people are going to like, you know, people get caught up in these buzzwords of like fat, cholesterol, gluten, what what don't do this, don't do that. And yeah. from that, from uh, the book and talking to you, that in- integrative nutrition book, yeah. um, it's really just about kind of balance yeah. and, and going back to the idea of like, and I'm saying this to the people that are listening, but I'm, I'm kind of saying it to myself is just don't be hard on yourself, yeah. you know, and it, it's, it's, don't get caught up in these like rigid ideas it's just like you know drink water that's good for you if you drink water instead of drinking pretty much anything else that's going to be better for you you know it's not easy there's a lot of people dealing with this stuff so i mean and it goes you know if you really want to get granular with it you know you could look at like blood type you could look at different things you know um as far as doing all of, of that, like looking at your blood type, it, there's there's a, a few different ways of eating based on that, mm-hmm. which really kind of blows my mind. It's mm-hmm. like, how, how could, you know, we're all human, we're all here, but I guess we should be eating different things. And is, is that the point where if people are getting their, how would that process go? Like, I want to get, I want to get, I want to see what my blood type is. You should go to your, your, your physician, get, get that all figured out. Uh-huh. And then what do you, what do you do with all that information? Do you go to somebody like you to discuss it or? It's, it's something I always keep in the back of my mind uh-huh. during an intake, you know, depending on the foods that they're craving or that they tend to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love to say, like, do you know your blood type? And it's sometimes it is reflective mm-hmm. of, yeah, like, okay, so they would be more of a meat eater or they might be – they should be eating more meat and they're not. Uh-huh. Or, or yes, that's why she's doing so well as a vegetarian. Like, it's, it's a fun little way to see um, – how foods may react to some people but again it's a diet yeah it's not the end all be all so it's something to keep in the back of your mind but it's more something to just have fun with it really always comes down to what is working for your body Mm -hmm. and how can you make that work as your body consistently changes and, and drop the labels because you know, I struggled with that as well, like being a vegetarian. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm starting to add in fish and I'm starting to add in bone broth. And now I'm really eating more meat. Yeah. And wh- what do I do here? Like, what? What's? who am I? And it's like, <laughs> who cares? Like, really? Yeah. How who do you cares? feel? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that works for me. Like, I don't eat beef, but there, there is no name for it. And who the heck cares? Yeah, like, yeah. it's just, I, I eat what makes me feel good. Uh-huh. And that's how everybody else should be yeah. really living their life and and not trying to get the um, emotional and mind so wrapped into it because our body is, you know, it needs certain things. And, and, and it, sometimes it is an unfortunate thing when you are really into that mindset of, of you know, living that, that vegetarian lifestyle. Um, but... Uh, again, come back to, okay, well then let me make sure that if I am going to consume animals that they were treated properly yeah. and that they're happy and healthy. And I, I think I think that that's 
you, you could I, I feel like I could taste the difference you know when you're eating something that's grass fed versus you know something that's that's not um, which is also an anti-inflammatory food oh really absolutely oh wow absolutely so you think of greens mm-hmm. are an anti-inflammatory oh, food yeah, yeah, yeah. so if they're grass fed mm-hmm. they are grazing on grass all day long so they are that's and fish think about fish the, the huge anti-inflammatory food they eat seaweed all day uh-huh. seaweed is so nutrient dense it's uh-huh. loaded with omega-3s which is an anti-inflammatory wow. food there you go people yeah I mean that's that's something else too like when I think about what stops me from, you know, being healthy and just being a disgusting slob all the time is like what, I, you know, I wake up in the morning and I don't have the right, you know, if I, if I didn't go food shopping or I didn't have it, I, I get so, I, I go so far out into like, oh my God, like I don't have anything prepared. Then a month goes by. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Like having a plan, like what do you do to make sure, you know, every day that you and your family are eating, like, do you do you prepare it on a Sunday? Do you prepare it every night? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And I'm not here to say that meal planning is easy in it's the not. least bit. It's not. Yeah. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes thought, mm-hmm. prep, all that. Money, everything. Yeah. But... At least once a week, at least once a week, I make sure that I have the staples in my house, which is eggs, Uh so that I can hard-boil them. I hard-boil a whole bunch at the beginning of the week so that I've got them all week long. Um... I it's it's the winter time now, so I'll roast tons of vegetables in the beginning of the week, <coughs> and then um, you can throw them. You can make a side out of them. Uh-huh. You can throw them into a salad, whatever it be. I always have greens in the house so that I can easily just throw together a salad or throw some into a smoothie. I mean, thank goodness for smoothies oh, because yeah. oh my goodness, they're just it's so easy to get in what you need to mm-hmm. quickly. Um, and, and that's really it, just making sure that I have staples in my house. I keep a lot of frozen uh, meat and stuff mm-hmm. so that I can just pop something in the oven. Is frozen meat, how long is that good for? Like, it can't be, like, forever, right? Unless no, you, like, it's, it's it's certainly not forever. Uh-huh. I think it depends. <laughs> i got to clean out my freezer. I'm just yeah. reminded myself. Yeah, yeah, So much totally. stuff in there. Um, and, and with frozen stuff, mm-hmm. that's why I'm such a lover of the Instant Pot. Oh, my goodness. What's the Instant Pot? <gasps> it's Shout-outs. Yes. It is on my website. I keep a running the same blog post on my favorite Instant Pot recipes Mm -hmm. and I just keep adding and adding to them because it is it's a pressure cooker Mm -hmm. it's basically the pressure cooker of now Mm -hmm. and it does everything (laughs) wow it's fantastic it is a lifesaver in the kitchen I use it at least every other day really at least every other day I'm gonna have to look this up oh my goodness it's fantastic so I mean that's the other thing you you have this you have this uh, book for you know how to feed a baby what about a grown up baby like me like (laughs) I need that book. I need you to put that book together. I know you have a lot of recipes on your on your site, but Tons. I I literally need somebody to like 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 spell it out for. That's why um you know uh, me and Lauren will use Blue Apron, and it's just great because like you know you get it. It's all there. Like I don't know how to you know maybe I'm probably just making up excuses, but like I, I it just makes it so easy to yeah. do. And it gets me kind of on a on a way of of thinking that's better. Mm-hmm. But I would love it. I would love it if you know. And I, I you know, laurengrogan.yoga, You can go there, and there's a ton of recipes. Yeah. But I literally need it like written out, like you know, cross out the word babies and just put like adults, <laughs> and that's what I need. Um, if you were, you know, 
The, the other thing, too, is, you know, people fill out this intake form, and, and the, the part, <laughs> the biggest part that I had trouble with, because you're always there, you're always willing to help, I've, I've reached out to you before, and it's, it's so funny, the, the hardest part is just keeping track of, you know, you want people to have a diary of what they're eating, mm-hmm. and it's, I, I don't know if it's just scary for me to be like, oh my god, I ate that today, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to keep, keep track of that, but that's, that's a... That's a big part of it, kind of having people look at, really look at what they're doing to themselves. Because it's all about mindfulness. Yeah. We eat so mindlessly. Oh, uh, anything, yeah. If it's in front of me, I'll just eat it. I get get so frustrated because I I don't, I'm neurotic in a way that's like, I don't even want to have to think about. If there was like a gelatinous cube that I could just shove in my mouth and like survive, that's what I would do because like I, I don't even want to like have to think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, definitely need an adult recipe book just laid out for me. Um, if you were, you know, when you're first sitting down with somebody or if you could just let people know that are listening um, well, what I'd like to let them know is if you're thinking about getting healthy and you don't know where to start, just go for a walk for like 30 minutes. It's literally will help you a lot. And just do it every day, you know, and don't be hard on yourself if you miss it. But like, what would you say to people like they want to get healthy? They've tried to get healthy. Like, what would you what would you want to impart onto people to like get them on the right path? Because people love to eat. I'm a holistic health coach, so I not only do nutrition, but I also look at how happy they are in their career and their relationships, um, just how happy they are in on a day to day basis. <clears throat> but I, people love the food part of it, <laughs> so I always love to give a food tip because it's it's I, I think it's a little easier for everybody to just uh, digest. Yes, exactly. So I always love to say if you can just eat one dark green thing. Every day, just one mm-hmm. time a day, that is a huge success. What's and dark and green? Like spinach? There's there's spinach. There's an array of greens. There's mm-hmm. some kale. There's Oh, yeah, kale. Shout out to kale. Yeah, right? There's bok choy. Oh, my God. Ming makes the best bok choy ever. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I miss his bok choy so much. Uh, there's, you know, there's dandelion greens. There's arugula. There's broccoli. Um, you know, I, I would even give a free pass for, like, celery and zucchini. Celery gets a like free that. pass. I like yeah, that. Yeah, anything that's green uh-huh. that, you know, a dark leafy green th- – Vegetable. How much? Uh, like, we're we talking a cup, two cups. How much? How much? That's how I am. I'm a Virgo. I, I need to know, like, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, what are we talking here? Two cups of. Uh, I, I, and my thing is just get it in. A handful. Just get it in. Just a handful. Yeah, just grab totally. it. Grip it and rip and it. And you know what? A really good thing if. I always keep spirulina, a, mm-hmm. a nice jar of organic spirulina, in my refrigerator so that. When there are days when I don't have greens in the house, which happens, my God, we don't have greens in the house all, mm-hmm. all the time. If I'm maybe I'll make a smoothie or something, mm-hmm. I'll throw the spirulina in, and now I've got a green smoothie. Which what's, is what's spirulina? Spirulina is uh, blue green algae, so it's a seaweed. So again, Whoa. that nutrient dense uh, seaweed uh-huh. that you that you want to get in, mm-hmm. and now it's always in your fridge. Yeah. So you know, even on the days where you're like, well, I don't have any greens in the house, it's like, well, maybe you can make a little smoothie and uh-huh. get in that spirulina. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, just, just to, you know, wrap things up here, uh, we're talking with Lauren Grogan, laurengrogan.yoga, 
uh, is her website, and you can go on there and get a bunch of information. Contact her, see what she's doing. What's your um, What's your Instagram? It's laurengrogan.yoga. Oh, cool. And I'm very active on my Instagram. Um, I'm always posting. I think I just posted uh, yesterday or the day before a granola recipe. Like, I'm always trying to post some simple, easy, manageable recipes. Uh, I love using that hashtag for Hanley of what he's eating, what Mm -hmm. Hanley's eating, just to keep other parents in the loop of some other, you know, toddler food ideas. I feel like we just barely, like, we went over a lot, but I feel like we just barely scratched the surface so you know thanks a lot for coming in and talking and you know just to let people know that like you know just drink a glass of water right now if you can um you know go for a walk for 15 minutes if you can and especially like if you want to be healthy just don't be hard on yourself like that's 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 it i mean is there anything else you you'd like to impart or are we good yeah i think the only other thing would just be Bring in that element of mindfulness, mm-hmm. which is mind, yoga is mindfulness mm-hmm. and and just start to become aware of the foods that you are eating on a day to day basis, moment to moment basis. And, you know, how are you fueling yourself with food, with the relationships that you're in, with your habits? You know, how much social media are you on? How often are you watching TV? Things that, you know, may not quite be serving you mm-hmm. and bring it back to your breath bring it back to yeah just taking a walk outside yeah. the basics yeah. because those basics that's what we want to we really want to scale back and and just keep things as simple as possible to to lower that stress and to get to that healthier state of being wow i, f- I feel healthier just just listening to all this so <laughs> I'm going to go out and do it. And I hope everyone else is going to, too. And have a lovely day. Thank you, uh, A Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Thank you, Ming. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being here. Of course. And everyone, enjoy the rest of your day.